Sarum everyone, how you hope you're all well. Um this is my commentary on the Sri Sarita chapter seven, my thoughts and perception. And I think it's kinda interesting one point that I just uh discovered that I'd never really discovered before was there's a, a Saisacharitra app on online that some people have. I don't know if there's many different ones, but the one I have has got some added notes um in in certain areas in certain chapters, especially um other little anecdotes by devotees um from Sai Leela magazine. Um, to do with um, the uh, different stories in the original Saisacharita and there's added little notes apparently. there's In Chapter 7 there's um, an interesting little note that says that uh, in the electronic app version of Saisacharita um, that says that Mahasapati Baba once told him that uh, he was a a Brahmin from Patri. And I know there's been a lot of controversy uh, in Sherdi recently um, to do with Patri village and Baba being born there or not being born there. And at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Um, Baba is what he is, whether he's born there or anywhere else in this universe. But I just found it interesting that that comment has been put in there from Sailila Magazine 1924 um, saying um, that this is what Baba said to Mahasapati, according to Mahasapati um, that's been noted in Sailila Magazine and that uh, he was uh, a Brahmin from that village, he said to Mahasapati and that he was given over to a fakir in his infancy um, uh, being adopted by the fakir so, yeah, that's an interesting thing, yeah, whether it happened or not, who knows. But the fact that it's in there and in, in Sailila magazine from 1924, which is very um, close around the time of Baba's life. So that's an interesting point to make. And just goes to show that there's not really a need to jump up and down too much about these points, these mysterious points. Baba was so mysterious, we all know he, no one could gauge what he was um this chapter seven is also about baba's all pervasiveness his yogic powers his behavior the wonderful incarnation i mean there's so many elements to these divine incarnations and um they'll just turn around and tell you exactly what you're thinking um as it's another footnote in this chapter on the electronic version about a lady that was thinking a certain thing about baba's um uh, exactly what he was in terms of Hindu or um, Muslim and that whole debate about what he was is absolutely ridiculous I mean who cares I mean he was beyond all these things it's quite simple and obvious and to still debate those things um, is just real a real waste of time and I think this is the crux of the matter of why Hemet Punt says things that are up for debate, things that are, um, you know, pros and cons, um, you know, positive and negative comments and debates and too much questioning and all these sort of things really dampens the essence of all the leelas and all the the pure nectar that um, is Sai's life and his leelas. And I have to agree with it. And I know there's a, 
a big culture of questioning everything and uh, not believing anything on blind faith, which is fine. I don't, I don't fully advocate blind faith either. I mean, to some people, it's it work. Look, it's it works for them in terms of as Baba outlined in chapter one. You know, these simple, illiterate um, village folk who just mm. all they had was their bhakti, all they had was um their devotion their faith in their baba they didn't they weren't educated they didn't understand this that and the other that all these ins and outs of um brahma gyan and anything all they had was their bhakti and their love you know they might have behaved um in ignorant ways and not always done things with the right mindset which is you know what, what do you what do you expect you know um but they had their faith and devotion whether it was blind, 100% blind, um, who knows? Only they know themselves within themselves. But if it was, it worked for them. But in this day and age, because there's so much, um, you know, um, deceit and uh, falsehood everywhere you turn in every sector of life, uh, it's fair enough not to have blind faith. You've got to really look into things a little but you got to question your own experiences. What I mean by question is what's what rings true for you? If it's true for you, that's great. If, you, if you've got undeniable experiences, you can't let someone else create your own opinions for you and create your own um, uh, beliefs, so to speak. You know, your faith is your faith and that's yours. That's, that's, that's between, you know, you and your spirit, you and your experience. You and your life force, like don't don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And um, you know, obviously, you know the the sad the guru will never, ever. In my, this is what I feel strongly that the sad guru will never, ever, um, you know, condone that sort of behavior where you you know influence someone to such a point that they they don't they don't listen to their inner selves anymore because all everything that they have and everything they believe comes from some outside source you really have to have that relationship within and that's what all the sad gurus um advocate is um just see with your own eyes you know listen to your own voice Experience, listen to your own experiences and then, you know, go from there. Question yourself. Don't question others. Don't look at others. Don't go to others for information. See what see what ring, rings true for you. And, and, all, and all the gurus, um, uh, true gurus definitely advocate that. So, yeah, Chapter 7, um, really interesting, um, especially um, Baba's yogic practices, which... Are hardly touched upon. Um, he was a true yogi, obviously. Um, when it when it comes to those things, um, like even without having witnessed any practices, um, you can you can just you can tell um, from the stories and 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 the incredible insights that he had that uh, he was well versed in all these things. When people thought he wasn't, people thought he didn't know anything, but actually knew he knew so much that he didn't let on much what he knew, but he gave glimpses of it. Also, when he was um, 
giving, I think it was Nana Saheb Chandurka, was it, uh, who was well learned in in the Gita, well well versed in the Gita, and he tested him, and made him translate something that he didn't quite get the gist of, and Baba really put him in his place because he thought he, because he thought that Baba didn't know much, but he obviously outlined that he did. So, yeah, that's chapter 7. It's not really, I didn't talk much about chapter 7, but I thought it was interesting in the electronic version of Sai Sacharita. I don't have my book on me right now. So that's why I went to my phone to have a look at chapter 7. And I saw those extra little notes um, that somebody who has added, who created this app, um, about what Baba has said to certain devotees that aren't, it's not in Sai Sacharita, but is in Sai Lila magazine. So, yeah, interesting. I'm sure I'll discover more of those things as we go on. So, I guess the moral of this commentary on Chapter 7 is don't take anything too literal or serious in terms of details and facts about Bubba's life. Because A, you're never really going to find out if it's true. Because you may get Two people saying that yes, my great great grandfather, or whatever my my whatever close close relative told me this, and then some other person is going to say my close close relative who lived with Baba told me this, and they could be two opposite things. So it's just going to raise more questions, and uh, questions that aren't really worth answering because you know. The real point of the matter is is the nectar of Baba's leelas and and what he what he showed us, what he taught us. Okay, that's it for this one. We'll see you in chapter eight commentary.